Blog Talk Welcome. Radio. Welcome to Free on the Inside Weekly Internet Program. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and you're listening to another great episode of a weekly program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be. I am so excited about what God is doing, but this is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I would like to say thank you to our to the sponsor of this program, uh, this program, and all our programs is Granny's Place Ministry. Granny's Place Ministry is a ministry that is reaching the needs of our young men, men and women at risk. Uh, Granny Place Ministry is located at First Free Will Baptist Church in, uh, in Duncanville, Texas. For more information, I encourage you to go to the website, grannysplaceministry.org. We have a volunteer link. I want you to uh, uh, click on that link and see what you could do to help change the life of a young man or a young woman. Today, 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 uh, we're going over to the Cottrell House. It's our annual Thanksgiving luncheon here. And we entitled this year particular lunch is a day of thanks. You know, every day ought to be a day of thanks. Every day ought to be a day that you can look back and say, God, I thank you for the danger seen and unseen. I thank you for roof over my head. I thank you for the food that I eat. I just thank you for being able to thank you. That's what it's all about, giving God honor and, and glory. You know, our young men and women, they have a lot that they're facing, you know, and they're they living in a generation that that wants instant gratification. But we are trying to encourage our young men and women to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We'll be going over to the Cottrell House today with our ministry team, Free on the Inside Ministry, uh, Evangelist Helen, Evangelist Lucy, uh, my wife, LaShondra Lewis, uh, Sandra, and also uh, uh, some guests is coming over. Also, we have a list of people, so I don't want to just call, uh, call out names of people that I may uh, mispronounce their name, but we have a host of people that's coming over there to just be a part of what we're doing, and we're looking forward to it. We're excited about it. You know, uh, Thursday's Thanksgiving. And so what we have is a annual luncheon. We have a Tex-Mex luncheon. And so our young men are going to be very encouraged. And then we're going to play some games. And we're just going to uh, just enjoy life. And some of the things that we do, we do for young men to better themselves. The game that we play, a, a skilled game, but it teaches you how to cope with life. It teaches you how to be successful and not not think too much of yourself. I'm just saying to humble yourself uh, uh, with the success that we give. God, well, you know, God has blessed each and every one of us to be very gifted. We have writers. We have engineers. I'm talking about in our midst. We have uh, uh, men and women that makes a difference in society, whether you know about them or don't know about them. But yet, uh, they are so in tune with God that you would never know the gifting that they have. They're able to write books that you would never know the gifting that they have. They're able to do a lot of things, and you'll never, ever know. But today, as we go over to the Cottrell House, we'll just like to ask you to pray for us. We ask you to uh, keep us lifted up and pray, encourage us, you know, in the best way that you know how. You know, our luncheon is going to be from 11, 11 o'clock to one thirty. so... We're going to be over there, and we're looking forward to having a great time there. But I just wanted to uh, catch uh, catch you up to some things that we had been doing. I hadn't been able to be on here on a regular basis because of other assignments that God had me on. And, but, you know, I always think very fondly of this here time of me and you, as I'm having a cup of coffee, as I'm sharing the Word of God, as I'm being encouraged by you just being, uh, just being a listening audience, i like to thank uh, the people that call in on a regular basis here, the phone line is lighting up here. We don't have a guest today, but we do just want to just uh, be able to allow you to just reflect back on this time. We got some great jazz music that we're going to be playing, Christian jazz music. To encourage you, we pray that you're able to turn it up and kick back and relax and just enjoy this day here. Amen. And, you know, and this is the time of the year that, uh, a lot of ministries involved in reaching uh, in reaching people and and meeting the needs of people. But you know that need goes on uh, after the new year, January first. The same people you fed in, in November and December, they still need to be fed, and they need, still need assistance. 
You know, the same people that you put clothes on their back and shoes on their feet in November and December, they still need those same things come January, February, March, April, May. Must I go on? And I'm saying that because we just don't, we don't want to enable anyone, but we want to empower them to, you know, to be able to do better for themselves. We want to be able to encourage them that uh, that they can do better. We want to let them know that God isn't mad at them. You know, I was down at the jail the other day. I do a jail ministry. Every Thursday I go to the Hutchinson Jail, and we was uh, did a uh, Thanksgiving uh, message for them. You know, we was talking about a day of thanks, and we were sharing with the young men and old men that no, uh, even though they had have challenges in their life, even though they done things that that wasn't pleasing to our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus, that they still can be accepted by God. <coughs> Excuse me. That they still can be accepted by God. But you have to believe that. You have to believe it. I, I recall in the book of Titus, the third chapter, the verse 3, and Paul said, at one time we was foolish. We were rebellion. We were stubborn. But when the love of God Manifested itself in our life We changed our ways I said one time One time I was that way One time you was that way But when God came into our life He changed us And guess what He's no respecter person I know you'd have heard that But do you really believe that Do you know that he's no respecter person What he done for one He'll do for another And that's the joy of it right there They know that none of us have a monopoly On this on, on our God of this Christian walk And it's available for everyone And that's the beauty of it Because I thank someone I thank God for someone praying for me When I couldn't pray for myself And when I wouldn't pray for myself Someone stood in the gap On my behalf And it made a difference It made a difference It allowed me to be all I could be in Christ Jesus And so I, it wouldn't be right for me not to be able to share the gospel with other men and women to let them know that God is able. But we have some a few uh, uh, shows that we had archived uh, about Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to share that there with you because we have a whole host of archived shows. So occasionally when I can't be on the program, I'm going to play some uh, archived program. And if you have a favorite that you'd like to hear, just send me an email. That's, uh, that's Joel Lewis. 50 at yahoo.com and we definitely will put it on the uh, on our podcast list and it'll be a show that you have requested again that email that you can send to uh, me the host of this program to hear your favorite podcast is joy lewis 50 at yahoo.com and then uh as it uh the upcoming year we're going to do some things a little differently We say we are We're going to do it As God allows us to do it But I'm excited About what God is doing In that life of the ministry Not so much in my life But the life of the ministry and, You know And because You know Because even though I'm not a, able to do this on As often as I like to And uh, These uh, last few months The ministry still goes on Just because I'm not here Don't mean that I'm that I'm uh, not doing anything That I've just been occupied But we have a, a brother Daniel Our co-host and he'll come on And you may hear his voice and you may hear The voice of my wife and a couple other people That may come on and just Take over the show for me so stay tuned Okay just cause you don't hear my voice Doesn't mean that you are, you're Logged on to the wrong program so uh, just be encouraged and just continue to. And if you have any uh, special requests or any type of show that you would like for for us to uh, 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 well, talk about, please send me an email, uh, email at that same number here. You know, uh, because we have been very blessed to meet a lot of different men and women, and that are very gifted and talented, and so they'll. Uh, they will be able to shed some light on things. I remember some time ago we had a young man and a woman, a husband and wife team, and they were talking about domestic violence and they were talking about the death of a child, you know, which is very difficult to take. But God had empowered, had empowered them to be able to do that, and they are still going strong. So uh, I'm looking forward to maybe having them to be on here again sometime to talk about that because I know this young lady have a ministry that. Uh, uh, and her ministry takes care of families of uh, 
a slain teenager. I'm saying take care of them. She encourages them. She supports them. She gives them the resources that they're needing. And so, and the best resource that you can give a person that's in a, a difficult situation like that is just the love and support. Just love and support. Let them know that they're not there. You know, uh, they, uh, you know, you might be able to run some errands for them. You know, might be able to buy them dinner, or maybe able to just uh, take care of the kids. You know, God will lay on your heart what you need to do. And if they want to talk about the situation, give them an opportunity to talk about it. Let them say what they want to say without you, uh, you know, prying and, and poking at the, uh, you know, at the situation. They will, they will reveal uh, as much as they want to you at that time. I ask you just to be a friend to them, be a friend to them. And that's what ministry is all about. You know, people will read you before they read the scripture you quote there or the verse that you share with them. They'll say, wait a minute, I, I want to see how you how you handle these challenges, how you handle these situations, and then I, and then it, it, then uh, maybe I can do these things also. And so you know, so that's something to be like. But back over at the uh, Henry, uh, at uh, uh, at Wilma Hutchinson, we was talking about a day of thanks, and we were sharing with our young men, regardless of what's going on in their life, they still can be accepted by Christ Jesus, and that. Uh, uh, you know, because a lot of them have been in jail so many times that they don't think that they could, uh, they don't think that God loves them anymore. They don't think they could be accepted by Christ anymore. They don't think that they could ever get out of that situation that they're in. And I tell them, you can get out of this situation. You will get out of this situation. But you have to, but you have to uh, have a desire to do that. You have to want to do that. And you know, and you have to uh, work out your own soul salvation, as the scriptures say. And so I encourage them uh, to, uh, uh, you know, follow the path that God had chose for them. And, and you know, and God would let you know if you're on the right path. And if you're not, He'll let you know also. Amen. You know. And so, hey, I would like to give this calling number again for those that are, uh, I want to share that number is. Uh, Three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Did I call that number again? That number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. And you can uh, share that number with family and friends. And also, uh, you can call in that number. We have the phone lines is lighting up. Thank you for calling in. God bless you. And we have people say they just want to listen to the program. And uh, so that, that's worth some encouragement right there. And it's always nice to just kick back and relax and see what God is doing in such a time as this. So, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I always consider this as being a labor of love. You know, it's not really hard or work or anything. It's just something that God had put on my heart to do. And guess what? God had put some things on your heart. And maybe you could just follow through because you know somebody else is doing what God is doing. And, you know, sometimes... We seem to do better and seem to be more successful when we've seen somebody else that went that way. And I'm thinking about how Jesus, Jesus, he lived a life that was sinless. And it allowed us to be able to live a life that way. Say, well, maybe I can, uh, you know, have the power to resist the, uh, the, the wiles of the enemy and do the things that God put to my hand and my heart to do. Maybe I could be an overcomer. Maybe I can be above the situation. Maybe I can be more than a conqueror because I know someone else that already done it and already set the, the path for me. And they said, hey, I set before you today, you know, life and death, choose you which path you're going to follow. And, you know, as you think about that, a lot of times we want to uh, 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 copy other people's uh, walk and a relationship I'm saying not so much that you want to be like them, but you admire what they are doing. And so if you admire what they're doing, that means that you want to be a part, you want that there to be a part of your life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I recall as I was a young man, we would see people that's doing, a, you know, a fireman or a policeman or whatever it may be. And we said we wanted to do that. And as I got older, I see men that knew how to work on cars and they knew how to do carpentry work or electronics or whatever it may be. And I said I wanted to do that. And you know what? God isn't mad at stuff like that. God is he's he's okay at that. He's pleased with that. But the, what what really will make 
him happy and overjoyed is you doing the thing that you saw his son do, to love a little more, to care a little more, to be all you could be in Christ Jesus, you know. That would put a smile on God's face. And guess what? Maybe, maybe you could be the first one in your family to be able to uh, to do something like that. Maybe you could be the one to set the standard in your family. Because I, I meet men that say they've been doing uh, living a life that's uh, beneath their privileges for many years, and it breaks my heart knowing that uh, that uh, that they're struggling with these things. I'm not mad at them, but I just uh, wish that they could catch hold to what God is doing. I wish they can realize that God is greater than anything they could ever face. I wish that they would never give up on God. Amen. And so you know, so you you know, what we have to do is pray for one another. Again, you are listening to Free on the Inside. Uh, I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis. You're listening to another great episode of our weekly program. My show is aired every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. We have a, uh, have a, a call in where you can call in and talk to our guests. We have great guests. A couple of weeks ago, we had this young uh, man in ministry that they had uh, uh, called Breathe Easy, Easy, Positive Breathing. Happy, uh, uh, healthy kid is a happy kid, and I was very blown away by the information he gave us. And also, I have some information if anyone would like to uh, follow up on that, uh, on, on what he's doing. They're doing a uh, uh, annual asthma awareness and screening in, in the first week in December, because he's saying that that's a uh, a time that a lot of people, because of the changing season, a lot of people they. Uh, Getting sick with respiratory problems and things, and they want to bring that to the forefront to encourage other people to, you know, to take care of uh, they uh, they health. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, as a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with taking your health matters into your own hand, so that you could be all you could be, and you could do the things that God chose for you to do. And so that's a blessing right there to be able to do that. And, and guess what? And you know, and, and then you'll, you'll be around to help someone else's life change. Amen. And so, what we're gonna do here? We're gonna uh, pause for a second. And we're gonna play uh, uh, some music, and then we're gonna play a couple of our archive shows here. We pray that you enjoy them, that you truly have been blessed by them. So, we're gonna uh, pull up one of the, uh, our only goalies here. And we pray that you enjoy it, okay? And so, again, uh, please stay tuned to the program. Please enjoy the program. And I'll be back with you shortly. Amen. So you're listening to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis. And as we get ready to go into our uh, archive program, the, the call-in number is 310 Again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. You too can call into the program and voice your opinion on some things that's going on in, in the life, in, in God's life, and in the community. Amen. And so you too can can make a difference in our life. And as we get ready to go with us to the Cottrell House today, I want you to be mindful of these young men. These young men are going to be our future. These young men are going to be doctors, and they're going to be lawyers. They're going to be entertainers or whatever it may be. And they're going to be the ones that's kind of setting us up, that's going to be the ones to be able to assist us. Now, let's face it, one day we're not going to be able to do what we do. I think so much of uh, what uh, what Jesus said, I must work to work while it's day for night coming. No man shall work. Amen. We have our co-host on the line this morning. We're going to bring him in just to say hello to us, and then we'll get on with the rest of the program. You know, so good morning, uh, Mr. Daniel. You're on the net. Good morning, Reverend. I'm doing this bright and beautiful day. I'm doing real good. How you doing there, sir? I'm doing marvelous. I'm doing marvelous. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to call into the program. Our phone line is, is lit up here. We have quite a few people that's on the line here, and a lot of them they just want to listen to the program. But I was sharing with them a moment ago about us getting ready, uh, you know, the ministry team is getting ready to go over to the Cottrell House, and we, 
we have an annual luncheon over there. This is our Thanksgiving luncheon, and we call it a day of thanks for this particular program. And I think you and your wife joined us a year or so ago. Over at the Amen. Yeah, we went over there. We went over there one day. I really enjoyed myself looking at those youngsters. And how you are you basically are molding them being productive citizens. Well, God bless you, and that's what we want to do. But I, I'm, you know, I'm always aware that I'm not the only one doing this here, so I do the best I can. And with you and your family, with over and your wife and people that's associated with the ministry and what you're a part of, we all are making a difference in the lives of our young men and women. And I say the women because some of our women go over to the Henry Wade and we do a juvenile women's ministry over there. Also, mm-hmm. we go over there on the third Saturday, which we won't go this Saturday, but. But those ladies over there are encouraging our young ladies to be strong in the Lord. They're encouraging them to be successful. They're encouraging them to uh, take on the role of a nurturer and a mother. They're encouraging them to take a possession of their future. They're encouraging them to take care of their health. You know, that's what it's all about, encouraging one another, because someone encouraged me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know everybody. Everybody needs a motivator. Everybody needs some motivation in order to push yourself to make see if we can go to another level in spiritual life and to help us, you know, just achieve goals that we set up. You know, uh, all the day I was looking at a mo- uh, kind of like a motivational thing. And, uh, you know, I go around, I find DVDs and stuff. Let's try to, try to, you know, also motivate means, you know. I'm going to get this deal by uh, this uh, coach, uh, Mike Singletary. You know, you know him? Yeah, yeah, play with Chicago linebacker. Great. Yeah, yeah. he's out in Dallas. He got him a coaching job out in, around in Dallas. Okay, okay. Private. Yeah. But uh, he was talking about how, you know, um, when he was a little boy and, you know, his uh, his dad and mom got divorced and he was put up in the role of being the, his older brother got killed. And so he was put up as being the man of the family at an early age. And so, you know, he said his mom could have gave up, but she didn't give up. And he gave him that. She gave him that, uh, she challenged him in order to, you know, just to set his goals at an early age in life, you know. And everything he set into a, on a piece of paper, he brought into reality, you know, all the way from being, a, you know, a pro bowler and a, a All-American and a, you know, a Super Bowl contender and a business owner, motivational speaker and a you know, head coach and all of this, you know. So, you know, what you're saying, you got to you got to set a goal and a vision and you got to just, you know, apply yourself and just don't give up. Just don't give up. Yeah, and, you know, and that is so true. That is so true. You know, uh, a lot of times people, and even myself at one time, want to give up or have given up. But it's always good to hear an outside voice. It's also good to hear people, uh, you know, uh, speaking, you know, words of encouragement into your life along with our Heavenly Father. Because he speaks to people. He uses people. Encourage you. Sometimes we can talk to someone regarding a situation we may have, and they can tell us exactly what uh, uh, does, uh, they can give us exactly what we need concerning that situation. Then you go back and ask them again, and they can't recall what they may have said. To me, I think about it, that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He comes through people and he'll speak to them in such a time. He'll anoint them with words of wisdom, and then after this, after that setting, he he releases them. You know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they, you know, they, you know, so, and that's when God is actually talking to you through someone else. When you're saying, yeah. "What should I do? How I should handle the situation?" And God manifests Himself through a conversation over a cup of coffee, over, over the phone, or just, or, or just in a nice, calm situation. And so God reveals yeah. that. Yeah. That's why 
I tell people to have, you know, you got to hear, you got to pay attention to how, you know, how God is revealing himself. Amen. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, you know, you know how I do it, uh, Reverend Lewis. You know, it's just like what we're talking about. Sometimes, you know, we are, we men, and sometimes men feel like they don't want to tell other men their problems or anybody. To, and, you know, everybody needs somebody to show the leg on. You know, everybody. Everybody needs somebody to call on. You know, and I look at it like that, too. Uh, you know, we see a lot of stuff happening in this world today. We see a lot of this uh, gun violence and people going out killing folks and shooting people. But, you know, uh, something we're along the way, somebody needs to be, somebody needs to hear the voice of God and catch a lot of these people and just basically get them and talk to them. You know, we see a lot of these people right now. You see a lot of talk shows. I see a lot of these people talking, but you see a lot of people arguing, you know, arguing back and forth. And they're not, not resolving nothing. You know, everybody's arguing and hollering and hollering and arguing. And, 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 you know, you don't get no resolvement, you know. And God is a, is a, is a, is a spirit of uh, peace and love. You know, and you don't keep on, you know, you don't keep on having the same problem over and over. You got to, you got to end this thing, end this thing, end this hate, end this anger, this anger. And, you know, it's a lot of anger in the in the world, Reverend Lewis, you know. Yes, and, and, and you look at it, you know, uh, uh, I believe a lot of youngsters nowadays, they are angry, they're angry. Because a lot of things they want to say and a lot of things they want to learn, a lot of a lot of them don't have a, a man figure in their lives, you know. You can really basically you can get somebody to go fishing with you and hunting uh, or go to a basketball game with you, go to a football game with you, you know, just basically just have a one-and-one with you, you know, you know. One-on-one hey, consultation. Hey, you really said something, Brother Dan, because I was over at the Juvenile uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was over there checking on our garden, and the garden is going great. I know I didn't share that with you and our audience before, but our garden is going great. Mm-hmm. And some of the young men getting ready to go out to a, uh, a dinner. They had been invited to a, a banquet or, or some kind of occasion, and uh, they all had to have on shirts and ties just to look professional and look presentable. And uh, a couple of the young men, was, uh, they were struggling with tying their tie. And they come up to me and they said, Mr. Lewis, would you help me uh, to tie my tie? Teach me how to tie a tie. And I was so honored. And I was so blown away that these young men, they, they're asking us as adults, as seniors, as people that are skilled and talented, they're asking us to assist them. And yet, sometimes we feel like that we don't have enough in us, or we just don't have the time. And we're missing the mark, brother. Can you imagine you teaching this young man how to just tie a tie? Next thing you know, that man could be a professor. He could be a business entrepreneur. He could be successful because someone took time out and just taught him how to tie a tie. I know it sounds crazy, yeah, but it yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Just one little thing like that, man. What about I told him I didn't know how? I told him I ain't got time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that one little incident, man, could change that young man's life for the rest, rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's another thing too. Uh, you know, uh, the grooming, grooming, and and uh. Just basically teaching, learn, learn how to just just to wear clothes and just you know just where you go and certain places you supposed to have the you know appropriate attire or you know for events you know and I you know, you know main thing like a I I I, I look at you know how some people get kind of upset when uh, people say man it's certain clothes you supposed to wear at church. And, you know, back in my day and your day, you know, man, we just wouldn't worry that kind of thing, the church. Uh, Reverend Lewis, you know? Yeah. 
It's, you know, just, you know, a coat, a tie, uh, 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 you know, blue jeans, or uh, uh, just look, dress up for Lord. You know, to me, I was always taught that uh, um, the temple of God is a is a holy place, and when you come in, you have to be presentable. And basically, if you look at it, and the way I learned when I started reading the scriptures and reading about the priest, how the priest would go out and he put on the guard, the garment, and he had that little deal on him that lit up, and you know, and he had on his best robes before he went before God. You know, he had on his best clothes when he went and, you know, honored the holies of holies. When he went in, he seen, he spoke to God. He had on his best attire. He wouldn't go, God don't accept mess. God, you know, he, he don't, he, he don't want you to look, he wants you to love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And which is so true though, Rick, we ought to be very mindful of when we go into the house. But we should not let that hinder us from going before God. And now God will straighten you up. You know, God's that come just the way you are. You know, and I understand yeah. what you're saying. But if we catch someone that's homeless, someone that's uh, just ain't that ain't got they wits about themselves to clean themselves up. You know, we should yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about I'm talking about Reverend Lewis. I'm talking about a different stream. You know, some of these kids, man, they got plenty yeah, of money. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Some young youngsters, man. But basically. They all set in the mindset and believe that basically, and, and basically that's the main thing. When you see people walking around sagging, sagging and pants hanging yeah. down, yeah, yeah, you know that's, you know that's, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. And after we talk about that too with our young men. We tell them, you know, to keep that, you know, about wearing being appropriate, you know, and. Yeah, so I understand what you're saying, and that goes the same thing. I, I can't tell a woman how to do those things. So we need women to step in the gap. You know, we need women to yeah. take care of other that, women. That's all so to take yeah. time out, yeah. sure, and tell women how to how to how to honor and respect their man. Like we tell a man how to honor and respect a woman. You know, so women should tell, hey, baby, you know, you need to keep a clean house. You need to uh, be able to cook. You need to be able to do the things to make the your know, Home environment pleasant and pleasing, not only for him but for uh, for the whole family. You know, you got yeah. to wash. You, know, you got clothes that's, that that you're living out of a basket, and those things happen. But there ought to be a standard that you say, "Baby, I understand that, but you can't do that." Cause last thing you want is your son or daughter, a wife or girlfriend calling you telling you that. Your baby ain't cleaning up, or your baby ain't doing this, and your baby didn't do that when you were with you, cause you didn't let you didn't teach them, but now they living somewhere else, and they not doing that, you know. Mm. Or just how, how to act in public, you know. Hey, you know when we in public, you represent us. You know, back in the day, parents said when you go out, you represent us, you represent the Daniel, and these Daniels, you ain't gonna be out there acting a fool, cause you a Daniel. And the same day about Lewis, uh, you ain't gonna be acting a fool. Yeah, you're yeah, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah, the family, a family name. You know, a name is an honorable thing. Having a name, a name. Yeah, that's another thing. Your family, and, and the family, the family values are basically is mostly passed on by the you know the man, the man, the man, the man. You know, you carry on your name, and I was you know I was thinking about the other day how you know. Um, you know, I remember when I was a little boy, my dad he used to tell me how his dad, you know, would go around and, you know, and uh, he would talk to him. He told him about, you know, well, you know, you're, you, you, you have to carry on my, my, my views and my life and, and whatever I am, you going to be, you know, and whatever your son is. What is you might gonna pass on, you know? And it goes on through generations and generations and generations. Yeah. You know? And, and that is so and, true, that is so true. And if you look at it, you know, we all come from you know, we don't like admitting it. But we all come from the motherland. We all come from our our families came from Africa. You know? 
and and yeah. and old Alpha, they are they are they are real proud people. They were real proud people. You know, people cut them down, but you know, they they we 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 live as kings. We were kings and queens, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and, uh, but what happened? We have lost that somewhere along the line that we don't see ourselves as being priests and kings and queens. Uh, we don't uh, uh, think of ourselves as being uh, uh, more than. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's another thing, too. I work around a lot of African people, uh, Reverend Lewis, on my job I got. And, and sometimes I can see the difference in, you know, in, in people that – you know, were born over here, and a lot of people that come over here, and they come over here with, uh, they've been through a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of people over there, you know, and they, they live, they were coming up hard, and, and a lot of the, the government is, is turning against the people, and, and, you know, a lot of those, uh, you know, countries, you know, they, they have genocide, they were killing their own people, though, you know, so when they come over this, they come over with this mindset to saying, thinking that they, you know, either you're gonna get rich, or you coming to a country where you know, there's land of plenty, a lot of money, you know, you got me, you're gonna have a nice career, you're gonna have a nice job, and basically they get slapped in the face when you find out you got to work a nine, uh, 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 eight to ten and twelve hour job and work hard, boy, you know it's not all milk and honey over here, you know. Yeah, you know, and 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 some of it is it goes on. It's it's, it's like a sometimes you know they tell them things and, and you know it's not here because you know we living in a in, in in a society right now. Basically, the people are lying to us, and we and we we're going through a lot of things. And with the administration we got in the White House right now, that. It's got the people that that you know we we're 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 struggling, you know, struggling as a people in order to try to find our identity. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Not to find our identity. We're trying to we're trying to learn how to keep it because basically we're slowly and slowly we're losing we're losing. We're losing our morals. We're losing our, our dreams, and you know, and, and as the years go on, basically, we might not even be proud and want to be black people. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm not trying to really be really be a real, real caustic person saying this or what happened, but this is as I see it. This is as I see it. Because, you know, I've been here a long time around me, both of us, you and me, we've been a long around here a long time and and and, and as far as having you know, insight and wisdom, you know, we've been through a lot in life. You know, you know, even in the neighborhood that we grew up in, Rem Lewis, you know, South Dallas was a was a prestige prestigious uh era that we lived in, you know, whether you knew it or not, you know, when I when I first met you when we were little boys, you know, uh, my dad bought that, you know, house over there where we lived, and uh, South Dallas was uh, kind of like, uh, it was kind of like, uh, they had nice homes, some parts over there off the uh, other side over there by Metropolitan, and they had a lot of home, nice homes and stuff over there off of, you know, one part was real Jewish neighborhoods where they kind of make historical. But now, as we know, when we grow up, we saw we saw the influx of drugs and crime. And then what what happened? Yeah, the neighborhood, the neighborhood kind of started down. going and got down. And then, then all our leaders, the ones we had that was really trying to push the people and try to tell them which way to go in and what direction to go in, they started disappearing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't and, have and, a strong you know, and, and that is so terrible because those are people that we had looked up to. Well, those are people that we thought was going to make a difference in the community. And, and somehow we missed the mark and they fell through the cracks on our behalf. 
and you know, and we lost a whole generation time after time, you know, and it affected everyone. It affected everyone. Yeah, and then uh, then we had also we we had this uh this uh I call it like like a, a cultural f- flight, you know. Whenever they come in this neighborhood, and then they they tear down the homes, they tear down the apartments, they tear down, and then you have a flight of people that move from one one uh, uh, territory to another, and then they move out, and then basically everything that you grew up in that neighborhood, all the cultural stuff, it moved on, and basically. A lot of families and stuff moved to other parts of you know the city, and, and you basically it's almost like you had to almost like you start had to start all over again, you know. Yeah. You know, and so you know, you know, I, I and what I'm saying is, I know we came from you went to Lincoln, and I went to Madison. And those two schools, basically, they uh, they was kind of like uh, uh, they uh, they installed morals and 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 gifts of uh, learning inside the kids. Right now, you know, I was looking this while ago. I think Madison won won the championship. They won a uh, they going to the championship, I believe. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Madison High School, you know, football team is struggling for years. Yeah, Madison has been struggling for years, years, years. You know, they win the state championship in basketball, I believe. So it's a sucking round. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I remember, yeah. uh, you know, those schools that were had, uh, you know, you know, they um, they had very gifted young men and women, sir, man. When we were going to school, but it wasn't a combined effort. We always were able to produce one or two. Athletes that excel beyond school level, but in school everybody yeah. was gifted, you know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the right equipment, the right training, or the right techniques to to. Uh, you well, know, over the years, over the years, you know, over the years we got close. They got close. They got close. You know, we had a lot of you know athletes. You know, basically a lot of collegial athletes. You know, went to school. You know, we had one that got famous. Yeah, real famous. And one of the coach, two or three of them the coaches. So you know, but the thing about it, when they took us and took us out to four A, and put us in the three A, it's kind of hard because you know those teams are basically they are they have a whole lot of members on the football team. You know, we have problems. You know, the no pass and no play thing basically it, it kind of hinders you know sports. And athletic, you know, athletic band and stuff like that, you know, um, because the kids they 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 don't they don't want to get in the band no more. And they don't really want to keep the grades up, so you can't be in nothing if you're not really you know, grade wise. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, you know. You would go to these little small schools in East Texas, man. They got the whole school is the whole town. You know what I'm saying? So they might have close to 50 to the 60 to 70 kids on the Boston football team. And they got death. So what happens when you're playing a person that got that many people on the team, what happens, you know, you got a squad and, and they basically kept keep putting fresh Legs in on you. They kill you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just want to say said about our training and technique. We we weren't able yeah. to uh, endure. And that's what life feels, Ricky. With education and people around you. You know, life is like an endurance uh, uh event. Life is, you know, with the jobs or occupations or whatever it may be, we have to be you know, we have to be built up to take uh, uh, to take on the uh, 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 take on this uh, the status of that, I'm putting it that way. Uh, to be able to do those things that because sometimes we get frustrated. Like my granddaughter was uh, doing some homework, she got frustrated. Somebody, she didn't want to do this homework. I said, Wait a minute, baby. You know, things like this are gonna happen. You're gonna get frustrated the rest of your life. I get frustrated. Your grandmama get frustrated. But it's depending on how you handle that frustration. 
And Reverend Lewis, I, my my life is a big is one of the biggest pictures you could ever look at because uh, I can now I'm this is kind of like my testimony, uh, Reverend Lewis. I can tell you, you know, as you know, I worked for many years at a school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm listening. And years, I I, I wondered why God would put me in a position and he would place me at a place where basically I worked around people that were educated. And, but at the same time, I'm an educated person. But why would... God, you know, placed me in a place to be around people, and I was working and cleaning up and cleaning bathrooms and cleaning rooms and for years. And I was prayed out to, I cried out to God many nights, Red Lewis. What's up? Why, Lord? Why, Lord? And what God told me, I put you in this spot to make you humble. I placed you position to teach you. And to make you humble. You know, and what it did, Reverend Lewis, it made me humble. And, and it taught me how to be humble and how to know that, that, that you have to, you have to, you have to go through things in order to get through things. You know, I had a lot of friends that come, they come and ridicule me and they used to laugh at me. What's wrong with you, Ricky? <laughs> and you know, but the same time God told me to this whole wrong, Lord. I have a I have something else for you, my son. I got something else for you. You know? And so I went with Reverend Lewis for years, for years, and all of a sudden and then all of a sudden I heard the voice of God came to me to my enough is enough, my son. Yeah, he said told me enough is enough. And so what I did, Reverend Lewis, I moved up. I went out and I did what God told me to do. And he even told me to move on, quit this job. A lot of people tell you that. But then God don't tell you. He tell you the time to move up. He'll tell you when it's time to go and do something else. You know what I'm saying? And what else? He'll make the job hard enough for you. He'll send people on the job to start making it hard for you to be there. You understand what I'm saying? You keep wondering, man, why this man, because your time is up. And you're not hearing the voice of God telling you to do what he told you to do. So he put these other folks to, that make your, your life miserable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Brother Lewis? And so you got to go. You got to go. You didn't want to go at first. But you got to go. I got to go. I had to go. I had to go. It's all, it's all, it's other, it's, I got, it's other things God wants you to do. And, it, and when I look at it in other situations too, you know, some things that, that, that God has got plan for you, but you're not really hearing the voice of God. And so God's going to make other things rough for you, not until you really hear me and you move. I don't know why I'm talking that way like I am today, but it's just uh, maybe maybe it's in my situation what I'm in now. You know, you know, Red Lewis. You know, a lot of times God wants you, huh? And I'm talking to all the listeners out there today. I can tell them the same thing. When it's time for you to move, and it's time for you to do what God told you tell you to do. Do it. All kids, youngsters, anybody that's that's stuck in a rut, any youngster that's, that really doesn't know what you want to do in your life and you keep saying, I keep going around the mountain. When God tells you to move and go to other ventures and do other things and, and, and make your life better, move, go, do that. Do what God tells you to do. And that can be go to school. You go to school or take this different position or, or, or go to this certain. And sometimes he'll call you to a ministry, a church. 
he called you to be there. And I can't wonder why he's sitting me at this church with my family at this other church. Sometimes at the church you in, you can't do the things you want to do because basically the people at the church are hindering your growth. Well, right. You know what I'm saying? My co-host, Brother Richard Daniel, the calling number is 310-982-4126. Now, Brother Daniel. Hey, man. How you doing today, Reverend Lewis? I just know I've been talking a lot. <laughs> that was great testimony. I've been talking a lot today. And like, like I said, when he tells you to move, you have to move. That should be your spiritual life, your spiritual growth. When God tells you to do a certain thing, you have to do it, you know. And when you don't do what God tells you to do, like I'm saying, before you'll make your life kind of hard. Because I call it to... I I, I called the, well, what was that guy? He told him, he jumped on the ship. God told him to tell these people what to do. Noah, he told his people. He told him to go, and he wouldn't do it. So he jumped on this ship, and he made it bad for other folks because he was running from God. And so they got mad at him. They said, we're going to, what, 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 what gods you worship? Then make his bad. Throw him off the ship. Throw him off the ship. Get him away from us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Jonah went off in the well. Then and then God purged him for three days and groomed him. And once he got back, he heard the voice of God. And he did what God told him to do. So when you go and tell those kids today, Rem Lewis, you go to the trail house today, tell those told young men, you like that situation, what they in, they're in a place right now, they can't understand why God got them in this place. God got me locked up for a while. So God's trying, trying to get you to hear him. God's trying to get you to hear his voice.
and spread my name to other people. Like you're doing today is a marvelous thing, right? You're going over and you're telling these children when basically what's going on nowadays, man, the kids not learning that, you know, telling them things that they have a life and there's a world that's, that's, that needs to be cleansed and, and there's a world that needs to be improved through Jesus Christ. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Because as the card in the Bible says, if you be ashamed of me before man, when I come to you again, when you before me, I'll be ashamed of you and I'll say, I don't know you. Uh, am I right, Rem Lewis? That is so true, there, Brother Daniel. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Close of this program. Got about four minutes left. Yeah, I like to tell you. I want to tell you the reason I'm thankful. I'm just thanking God just for another day. I'm thanking Him for look for, uh, for forgiveness of my sin. I'm thanking Him for allowing me to uh, 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 to become a child of God. I'm so thankful. Brother Daniel, I don't know where to even start from. I just thank God for how he watched over my foolishness, man, and how he opened mm. doors for me, man. I don't deserve to be doing what I'm doing, to uh, go oh, where man. I go, to uh, the people that I have, but only God, man. And sometimes I thank God for my wife. I thank her for the support for my grandkids. I thank God for you. Because you were mm. there, man. For me, God sent you to encourage me, man. And I'm encouraging you, and we encouraging each other. It said an iron sharp and iron, brother. So mm-hmm. I thank God for this. I don't take it for granted, brother. I don't say it's just, it's just Ricky. I get with him later. When you call, I try to answer that call, man. Because that may be the time that you need to be encouraged. That may be the time that I need encouragement when you call me. It works both ways. Yeah, Sometimes man. I'm Sometimes I'm struggling. Sometimes I'm in doubt. Yeah. And you called me up, yeah. and I know things are going to be all right. Because it's just like, yeah. uh, 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 that's what God is. He's a friend. And a friend sticks yeah. to you closer than a brother. Brother Daniel, we're going to get on out of here. I'm on my way over to the Cottrell house. And thank you, thank you, thank you, brother, for continuing to host this program. Uh, you know, you're spending your Saturday mornings with me, and we realize these are challenging times for everyone, but you are doing it unto God. We know we are pleasing mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father with the best we can. We're not, we're just, we're just being regular, simple people, but talking about an extraordinary God. You know, we're talking about mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. biblical principles, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. We're talking about encouraging each other, encouraging the world, <laughs> encouraging the young and the old to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brother Daniel, I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to end this program on some uh, smooth Christian jazz that you can just enjoy your day, you know, to okay. uh, and honor an all-powerful, all-powerful Grace and Heavenly Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, thank you for your grace. And we approach this Thanksgiving, dear Lord. We we thank you, dear Lord, for your for you gave. You gave your very best. You gave your son, Jesus. We ask you, dear Lord, to continue to watch over us. Continue, dear Lord, to build us up, strengthen us, and encourage us, dear Lord. We thank you for the friends that you surrounded us with. We thank you for the jobs and and for our transportation. We thank you for a reasonable portion of health Lord, we thanking you for being Lord and Savior. Dear Lord, as we end this program, we ask you to watch over our listening audience. We ask you to be with them. We ask you to encourage them along the way, dear Lord. But this is the day in which you have made. Watch over Brother Daniel. Watch over his family. Watch over the things that you put to his hand and his heart to do. And dear Lord, and let whatever he do honor you and please you. The Lord continue to watch over me and my family. We ask you to bless our young men today as we go out and share with the young men. Let them know, dear Lord, that you love them. Let them know that you have need of them. Let them know that you are a father, dear Lord, that will take care of their yes, every need. Okay. And we promise to give you the praise and the glory. We pray this in the mighty yes, name Lord. of Jesus. 
Amen. 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 We want to be free on the inside. You know, Reverend we're Lewis, that's a good name you gave this show. Yes. That's yes. A, just a, it's a great name when we name. You got to be free on the inside. I've before been married before. As a matter of fact, I've been married twice. I know a lot about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what it's about, Brother day, Daniel, being free on the inside. In so every broken we want to thank you, Brother. As we get ready to get on out of here, God bless you. Enjoy your day. And we're signing off right now. We're on our way to the control house. So pray for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Be free on the inside.